We're looking at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, and that will be up on the screen behind me if you'd like to, to follow along. The birth of Jesus Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, once again, welcome to Christmas Eve 2019. Um, I can hardly believe that this is the last Christmas of the decade, <laughs> the, the, the 2010s or whatever we're going to call this. And it was a short Christmas season. You know, they say that because Thanksgiving was really late and so we didn't have as much time to, you know, get everything in. It was a very full time, full of Christmas songs and the lights, the beautiful lights on our houses and all over Portland and the, the Christmas parties and the shopping and the traditions and the food and tomorrow we get football and basketball and, you know, we get to open presents and all that kind of stuff too. But we're here tonight to celebrate Christmas, to reflect on, on what this means. And there's a, there's a song in our hymnal uh, we hardly sing it at all, but it's great lyrics. It's, it's called Out of Need and Out of Custom. And it talks about how some people come to church just out of custom, out of, because it's just what they do, you know, week after week, year after year. And some come out of, out of need, a desire to, to meet with God and his people. And I think that's, that's true about Christmas, right? That's maybe more true about Christmas than any other worship gathering of the, of the year, um, some of us are, are here because we want to meet with Christ and his church. Some of us are here because it's our family tradition and this is, is what we do. But wherever we're at, wherever we're at spiritually, I welcome you here. I'm glad that you're here. Whatever you brought you know, with you tonight, just want to give you a warm welcome. And I want to invite all of us, wherever we're at, however we're feeling tonight, uh, to just slow down and take a deep breath and remember what Christmas is all about because it can be such a busy season. 
So what does it mean? What is, what is Christmas all about? You know, we're in this time as a culture where everybody celebrates, and you know, almost everybody celebrates Christmas. Most of us don't have to work tomorrow, and kids are off school and all these things. But we're maybe a bit fuzzy on what it actually means in our daily lives and how it connects to the world that we're in now. Uh, one of our favorite movies in our house is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the, the Jim Carrey version from, you know, 2000. And there, there's so many hilarious lines in that movie. Uh, I could quote it all day to you. But uh, that book, the book that, you know, that it's based on, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, it was written in 1957. 62 years ago. And it was about, you know, Dr. Seuss was, was critiquing commercialized Christmas, you know, over-commercialized Christmas. All these people, you know, going around so quickly, forgetting what it's actually about. And now that, that, that book from 62 years ago, it feels like a voice crying out in the wilderness, you know, this prophetic word that's challenging us to, to slow down and think about what it's really about. Uh, we have, you know, Dr. Seuss never dreamed about Amazon, next day delivery, and ordering all of our gifts and all that kind of stuff, but uh, we still don't, even with all that, we still don't have enough time or space to think about Christmas. So that's what I'm hoping to do tonight. Uh, Just take you into the story once again. Take you into God's Word. One of my mentors said, don't get cute on Christmas. Just tell your congregation the old, old story. The old, old story of Christmas. So that's what I hope to do tonight. What does Christmas mean? It's really summed up in these two names that are given to Jesus in Matthew 1. These two names. Joshua, you know, Yeshua, which is translated, you know, Jesus. It means God saves. God saves. God will save his people from their sins. That's the first name that's given to, uh, to Jesus. The angel comes and tells Joseph, name this child Yeshua. Name this child Jesus is the way that we say it today. Because it means that God is going to save his people. And then later, we're, we're reminded of this prophecy from Isaiah uh, where it says that he will be called Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which it says it right there in Matthew. It means God is with us. So that's, that's all I want to share with you tonight. I just want to explain that a little bit more. But if that's all that you can remember from tonight, remember Emmanuel and Yeshua. Yeshua and Emmanuel. That captures so much of what Christmas is all about. So let's take a closer look at this, at this passage. In, in verse 23, Matthew is explaining to the readers, to us, why this took place. And, it, you know, of course, it was to fulfill this prophecy from the book of Isaiah that a virgin will become pregnant and that his name should be Emmanuel. Emmanuel. So what does that mean? What does that mean that God is with us? It means, first of all, that Jesus was fully human. He was fully divine and he was God, but he was also fully human. And the Christmas story reminds us of that. I said this on Sunday as well, but the incarnation, 
God becoming incarnate. Our, our carnal, our skin. God coming to this earth. And so, if, if God came to this earth and God became human in Jesus, that means that everything that we go through, all of our emotions, all of our ups and downs, the, the, the sadness that we feel, the betrayal, the, the exhaustion that we sometimes feel, Jesus knew what that was like. God knows what that's like. Christmas means that God came in flesh and blood. And God came and dwelt among us is the way that John puts it. So there's nothing that we go through that he doesn't know about personally. And yet, he's also 100% human and 100% God. And so he's powerful. He can do something about it. He's done something about our predicament. He identifies with us in our weakness, but he's also, he's powerful and he's mighty. Author Eugene Cho puts it like this. If the God of the universe was born in a dirty, messy manger, there is no mess or brokenness in our lives that God is not willing to step into. Whatever you're going through, don't forget that God cares. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. End quote. Whatever mess we're going through, whatever brokenness we're experiencing, God cares. Because the God of the universe, the God who created everything, came to earth, to a messy, dirty manger. And that's, that is good news, my friends. Whatever we're going through. So if our marriage is going through a tough time, or if our kids won't behave, or if we're losing our job, or if we're bankrupt, or sick, or suffering, God's not afraid of that. God's not surprised by that. God's not far off. He's Emmanuel. He's with us. So first of all, Christmas means... Emmanuel. It means God's with us in all the tragedy of our life and all the triumphs. It means that God cares about you and about me and all that we experience as human beings. Second, Christmas means Joshua. This name, Joshua. This name, Yeshua. This name, Jesus. God saves Back to, our, back to our story. Um, Joseph is confused and he's afraid because his fiance is pregnant and he knows it's not his. And so he has this dream and he's told what to do. And the angel says, Mary is going to bear you a son and you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. What... Does this mean? Joseph must have been wondering, what does all of this mean? He knew that God saved his ancestors. He knew that he delivered them from slavery and he he brought them into the promised land, but that was so long ago. And this, this world that Joseph and Mary and this baby were living in, it needed saving. It was not a safe place. Joseph was about to flee to Egypt because 
King Herod was so angry that he was going to murder the babies. So they needed, they needed saving. They needed rescuing from, from Herod, from Rome. But it wasn't, just, it wasn't just the Jewish people that the angel was talking about. It was Gentiles and, and one day every tongue and tribe and nation. And we kind of, we feel this same tension that Joseph felt today. I mean, what, what do we need saving from? We, we might try to ignore it or we might try to distance ourselves from it, but especially at Christmas, we feel this tension. We feel that everything is not as it should be. And there's also a pall that hangs over us, and that's death. Death, that final enemy. We, we miss people, especially at, at Christmas. People that we've lost. And so we need saving from at least those two things. You know, from our sin, from our brokenness, and from, from death. And into that, into that mess, into that brokenness, Christmas breaks in. And Jesus brings this light and this hope and this peace. And it's not just about the baby in the manger because the baby grew up. The baby grew up. And he grew up in order to save us. To save me and save you from our sins and from death and from our fears. And that's, that's how the baby grew up and saved us. Jesus, Jesus' life was like one continuous miracle. I mean, the first miracle is his mother, the virgin birth. And the last was his victory over death. But Jesus grew up and he took on my sin. And he took on your sin. And he took them to the cross. And we call this the, the great exchange because that's where it was fulfilled. Jesus came and took our sin. And he gave me and you his perfect life. He saved his people from their sins. So we can live this new life. We can live this, this deep life, this compassionate life. Because we know that, that as a believer, we're not better than anyone else. We're just forgiven. We've been given a new start. We've been saved just as the angel told Joseph. We've been saved by a power that's so much bigger than us, that's so much mightier, so much deeper, so much more profound than anything that the world can offer us. And his name, his name is God saves. His name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus And he has saved his people from their sins. I read a story in the newspaper earlier this week that that illustrated this this salvation. In January of 1995, a baby was dropped off at a church in Queens, New York. And the baby was just wrapped in a, a pink blanket inside of a white plastic shopping bag. I guess the parents couldn't take care of her. And they thought the church would be a good place to, 
to, uh, to bring her. And, you know, for the secretary that came in on that Friday, seeing a bag on the stoop wasn't unusual because they were collecting food for the hungry. So she grabbed that bag, you know, maybe weighing seven or eight pounds, and brought it downstairs and put it inside a milk crate next to the radiator. And so that baby was warm and safe until Sunday morning when they came for church. And they heard a whimper from that closet and the priest went over and opened the door and saw this beautiful, resilient child, just a few days old. And they rescued her. And they rushed her to the nearest hospital and they gave her fluids and the doctor said by a day or two later, she was good as new. She was doing great. The doctor said that, that babies can shut down their, their bodily functions and survive for a couple days without food and water. Eventually, she was fostered and adopted and uh, moved out to upstate New York and has been living there for 20 years in a loving family. Well, this fall, Tamara Darnley, that little baby, was looking through a folder with all of her medical records, and she noticed a detail that she hadn't seen before. It said on the top there, Father Edmund Brady, St. Margaret Mary Church, Queens, New York. She knew that she was adopted, but her parents had never told her the whole story. So, and Reverend Brady is now 86 years old, and of course he never forgot about that little child that showed up at his church in January of 1995. He, he retired from ministry, but he's still a member of that church. And he had been praying for this baby for 24 years. And the amazing thing is this baby that grew up had been praying for her, her parents and the people that cared for her. So they had a wonderful reunion last month. And the headline in the paper was, Miracle Baby Returns. What a beautiful Christmas story. Something to brighten our lives. But I think it's actually more than that. It's more than just a wonderful story. It's a picture of what Christ has done for us. It's a picture of the way that Jesus has rescued us. It's a picture of Yeshua, of God saves. Because we were helpless. We were like that child. We were lost. We were hopeless. We were dead in our sins. And Jesus came and found us and nursed us back to health and brought us into a family, adopted us, made us one of his children. And we're all, we're all miracles like that. We're all miracle babies. If you think you've earned it, if you think your salvation is any less miraculous than this story, then you're missing the gospel. We're all, we're all miracles. And Jesus has come to save his people, to rescue us, and to be with us, to be Emmanuel, now and forever. Merry Christmas. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the incredible story of Christmas. That you came to this earth to rescue your people. To be with us. So that we know that we never go through anything alone. Meet us, God, in our loneliness, in our lostness. 
Remind us of your love for us and all that you've done to make us your people. It's in the mighty name of Jesus, the King, the Messiah, that we pray. Amen.